This is the Braver Podcast, episode seven. Welcome to the Braver Podcast, the podcast that's focused on helping real estate business owners to transition from doing it all themselves to building a true business that creates freedom for them. Each week, we grow braver together by focusing on facing the fears and what we're avoiding to grow to the next level. If you want to hear more about building a true business, getting motivation and encouragement, leadership, spirituality, and growing braver, you found the right podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This week I've got a great guest, Rafael Cortez. I'm really glad I was able to get him on the show because he has a lot of experience in organizational psychology and uh, we're going to talk about internal and external motivators and how external motivators like a goal for money can drive us in the beginning. It can drive that hustle, that willpower to get things cranking. But after a while, we're going to have to go within and find the things that are really going to drive us to continue on to have further success, which is in line with everything we're trying to do here with this podcast, to face the fears voluntarily and look within, which is scary for a lot of us, right? Looking at what's really there and driving us inside uh, stuff that we're trying to avoid and everything like that to grow a business and a team and grow into that business owner and that leader that we know that we can to have permission to be great. And that's what we're going to cover in this episode. And it's, it's just brilliant. So uh, really love it. Hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Uh, really quick, being that the podcast is sponsored by our software, our CRM system called Forefront CRM, um, I've made a framework that you can download. So if, you've, if you're generating leads and you're doing deals and you think that money's being left on the table, that some of those leads should probably be converting to deals but aren't, you need to get this framework because this framework breaks down basically different pieces of once a lead comes in, places you need to look in your business and some strategies to plug the holes where that deal is falling apart, where the lead is not becoming a deal. So check it out. You can get that for free. Just go over to ForefrontCRM.com slash framework. ForefrontCRM.com slash framework. Get your copy of that while it's there. Enjoy. Let's get right into the show. All right. Welcome back to the Braver Podcast. Today I got Rafael Cortez. I'm super pumped about this one. Uh, we just talked for quite a while, and this guy really knows his stuff, and, and it's right in line with what I'm wanting the Braver podcast to be about. Rafael is the main coach for Wholesaling Inc., and he's got a lot of other things that he's doing, and I'm going to talk about a lot of that. So welcome to the show, Rafael. Thanks for having me, Danny. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the invite. Excited. Yeah. All right. So let's get started like normally do. Just give an, an overview <laughs> of, of who you are and uh, you know what you do. And, and your story too, not just who and what, but a little bit of your story. Um, well, um, I'm originally from Yuma, Arizona. I live in Phoenix now. I've been here for the last uh, 18 years. Um, I started as a, uh, as a fireman back when I was 19 years old. And then I opened my first business um, when I was 21 uh, and uh, eventually sold that in 2014. Um, but in the interim, I jumped full head on into real estate uh, right around 2009. So um, uh, since then, it's been my my one focus. Um, 
So now I have a couple of, uh, I own a couple of real estate businesses. I, I own a brokerage, a fix and flip business, uh, a wholesaling business. Um, I coach wholesaling as well. And I'm an organizational psychologist. So I do uh, co coaching, consulting in different verticals as well, just business development. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, that's, that's uh, some of the stuff that I'm, that I'm actively doing right now, um, as well as, you know, developing some SaaS stuff, uh, software as a service, you know, type of deals. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I love playing in the entrepreneur's world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's obvious because you're saying that like it's like it's nothing. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and a little bit of this. And yeah, it's really cool. And, and when we talked, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the mindset shifts required to get to the next level, right? To get to the place where you're operating a business. So you have the capacity to take on some other things to, to create new things. Because as entrepreneurs, it's kind of what we we want to do, right? I mean, what did you talk about? You talked about something with regards to, you know, like wanting to, to do more and make it better or, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I think one of the, one of the topics that, I mean, that we were talking about before was uh, the, the desire as, as entrepreneurs and, you know, visionaries to come in and then just overachieve, yeah. um, overextend. Is that, is that what you were yeah, referring it, yeah. to? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think we're just naturally wired to think that way. You know, it's uh, you get to this benchmark, right? You have this this idea, this goal, um, and, and I think this is where a lot of the uh, the uh, the mindset, you know, really kicks in. Um, there, there's internal uh, motivation uh, motivators, and then we have external motivators, right? Um, when you're driven solely by external motivators, like the money, the uh, the prestige, the you know, the, the, I want to you know, create this image of me. So people see me that way. All of that stuff is outside of you. Um, the, the crazy thing about it is that um, it works really well to get you off the ground. A lot of times, I mean, case in point, you look at a, you, you uh, look at a goal, right? I want to make, I don't know, $100,000 this year. And you start off with that. So uh, when you get to those $100,000, like the goal is gone. The, the motivation is gone. Why? Because you crushed it. Now, um, you, you may, you know, cycle through that same process a couple of times and then I want to make 200,000 and then I'm, I want to make, and then you hit that and you crush it. I want to make 3000 and then you get bored of the game. Right. Mm. So that's what happens with external motivators. Uh, you know, at, at uh, some point, uh, they're not going to be as strong as they were in the beginning. However, when you're driven by, by internal factors, um, for example, a contribution, a desire to help, um, empowerment of other people. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, that never ends. You get to it, you empower somebody else or somebody um, and help somebody out in their business and whatnot. Uh, and then you feel really good. So it almost becomes like a, a, a helping high. <laughs> and, and that doesn't go away like external motivators do. Now, the reason I'm saying that is <clears throat> I think that um, um, as entrepreneurs, we begin, right, overachieving for one goal, 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 goal. We get to those points and then we'll, inevitably I think there's going to be a pivot. You're going to, there's going to be a switch between um, what's just all about you and survival to contribution and wanting to do bigger and better, more, you know, helpful things. Um, it, it's a, it's a transition I think that happens for entrepreneurs. And when you're an overachiever and, and you're just naturally inclined to go the extra mile because that's how you operate. Every single time you you finish something, you hit it, you score, you know, you crush it, and then you're just used to to asking yourself, okay, what's next? Uh, not even celebrating what just happened because you're already moving on to the next goal. 
things, I mean, things are gonna, uh, uh, things are gonna happen, um, you know, more often because that extra mile is really where we're, it's less populated. Um, and, um, and I mean, it can, it can have a, a, a like a two side effect, right? You can end up in a, in a, in a space where uh, you're completely saturated and overloaded with things that you got to do. Uh, or you can end up in a space of, you know, you, you're contributing, you're growing, you're giving out uh, to the community, you're giving out to your team, and, and you're just being making a, uh, that much of a bigger impact. So it, it depends on how you run it. But we were talking about falling into the traps of, of, um, of own, business ownership and, and entrepreneurship and, and how being able to manage like everything that comes along with that stuff, you know, plays into that extra mile, uh, you know, space. Yeah, man, I love that. It's, it's exactly what I experienced in my own growth in, you know, the real estate business and then even in the, in the software business. Um, I, I have, I still have a lot of them. My old notebooks, mm -hmm. when we were running everything ourselves in the, in the real estate business, um, and it's just full. It's just crazy full. I mean, it's just so insane how much I was doing every single day. And yeah, it's like just feel like just getting maxed out, overwhelmed, and then exactly like you said, there was never celebration. I mean, it was like, boom, did it, okay, whatever, and then next one because I got too much stuff to do to, to worry about. Right? <laughs> Counting so, the wins uh, is almost hard, right? Yeah, you know, and how 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 did you make that transition from the external <clears throat> to the internal? Is it something that happens to you because you have to mature to a certain point to where that just happens, or? How it, does this happen? It uh, for me, it was a a um, a matter of fulfillment, um, and I think what my best business school ever uh, was owning that first business, the transportation business. I mean, I jumped into a space that's it's very competitive. The logistics are insane. I mean, there's so many moving parts, even more so than in real estate. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, schedule changes every 10 minutes, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff that has to be micro or, or managed, you micromanage even to a point. And it's, it's super easy to burn out in that space. Um, I try to do all the, um, all the stuff aside from driving the actual units. The, the business was a medical transportation business. Mm -hmm. So, so we would take people to and from medical appointments on wheelchair and stretcher vans. Right. And I, and I landed uh, government contracts and, and I mean, it was a good standing company. Um, however, the logistics were too, uh, they, they were too much. So I had to plug people into it. Um, <clears throat> and to me, what, um, what kind of, I mean, the, the goal was making, you know, hitting a set amount of cash. I come from a very, uh, a, you know, humble space. Uh, I grew up in a mobile home, you know, type of deal. I mean, making $30,000 a year was a big deal uh, back where I'm from. So that mindset, it's hard to break through, right? You know, especially in your 20s when you're trying to figure things out. So I had no idea <clears throat> what business was. Uh, I had no idea how to run a business, how to hire, how to do any of that stuff. And then I jumped into an industry that was, I mean, yeah. volatile to say the least. Um, so, I mean, I was way in over my head. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, the, uh, the thing that kind of kept me going was, you know, hitting that goal, hitting the goal. I could see it. Um, I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to get to it. I made so many different mistakes, but I hit the goal, right? So I reached that number that I was looking for. And, and sure enough, what happened? I just made that number bigger. The second goal was just, okay, I want to hit that number and make it bigger. 
Um, and I hit it. After I hit it a second time, I was like, all right, cool. Am I just in a different cycle? <laughs> is, is it a different hamster wheel? <laughs> like, yeah. what's the what's the deal here? And um, um, I came across, I, uh, I'm very lucky to say that I came across a group of friends um, and we started sitting down on a weekly basis um, and created a, we were looking to create a mastermind, right? Uh, I, I went through the, you know, think and grow rich process and, and the principle of the master mastermind, which uh, most entrepreneurs out there kind of, you know, probably know what I'm talking about, <clears throat> but it's, I mean, it's a great book, um, uh, think and grow rich. So I went through that. It was kind of like one of the baptizing, you know, moments of my entrepreneur career. Uh, but um um, we took the, the mastermind principle and we put this group of five guys together. And the idea was to sit down every week and then just kind of see where we're at in business and, and whatnot. Next thing you know, uh, three weeks into it, um, it started getting personal. So like, okay, it wasn't about leads and strategies and stuff. It was like, man, I'm feeling real, you know, shitty today. Um, can, you know, <laughs> and like, okay, what's, what's wrong? <laughs> so we all started doing this, um, just kind of like support group, but almost became like a, a support group, right? right? And, and um, yeah. the thing that hit me was that <clears throat> entrepreneurship can be a lonely place. Um, when you're running a business, you don't have, uh, sometimes you don't have, you know, people to talk to that relate. Uh, yeah, you may have your significant other. Yeah, you may have, you know, um, you know, friends that uh, are, you know, really good best friends, but they're not going to have the same problems if, you're, if they're not running their own business. Uh, if they're not putting their neck out there like you are um, and, and trying to build something, provide for families and that sort of thing, right? So it almost becomes this space that, uh, you know, you have to be selective about who you can talk to. And, and it was lonely, right? Well, fortunately, this, this accidental group of five guys, uh, you know, we were all like in the similar, uh, similar um, places. <clears throat> and yeah, like, sometimes we talked about strategy, sometimes we talked about, uh, you know, things that were bothering us, sometimes we talked about, you know, personal stuff. And then we started hitting mindset. And, you know, we went into mindset and then we started, you know, getting deep into books, you know, in regards of, you know, um, uh, you know, emotional intelligence and awareness and whatnot. And then we started using all kinds of terms within the group. Like, yeah, I mean, where, where's your, where's your energy today? Like, how come your energy is a little low? Like, <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, uh, <laughs> but we started just getting I I had my coffee yet. That's from <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and we started getting into that space. Well, I mean, Sure enough, after a period of time, it got uh, it got to a point where we started questioning. Okay, cool. Is this like is this all there is? Like we we have business and then we have complaints. Like what what's a bigger picture? Um, so it's it kind of became like a collective thinking, right? Uh, collective thinking group, and um, and it transitioned from hitting a number and hitting a a personal achievement goal. Uh, in in the search, I mean, at the end of at the end of the day, what it was, it was a, a search for validation. Every single uh, one of those external goals that I was putting out there, it was just to feel validated. It wasn't even to survive. You know, I I I made it past that point, so I didn't need that anymore. However, I was still doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, what's 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 the thing? Like, whose validation am I seeking? What am I? Uh, so that uh, after some introspective, uh, you know the work and, and, and awareness and, you know, support from these like particular group of uh, group guys, um, it became, I got some clarity in, in, in what I wanted to do. Right. And uh, the, it, it went from, you know, being an outside goal, being something that was <clears throat> for me to reach out there 
to seek some type of outside validation um, to something internal. Okay, what, what do I really want? What makes me wake up in the morning and, and just, you know, plow the day, work 16 hour days if I want to, not if I have to, but if I want to. Um, and, you know, what keeps me alive? Like, what's, what's that thing that's going to keep me smiling? And, and, and it's, it's easier said than done because it takes a lot of, I mean, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, but it took a lot of self-work uh, and self-awareness to figure out what that was, right? So um, I figure out what I wanted to do. I had, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 wrong ideas of what that was at the beginning. And then I ended up in, in the space where I'm at. Um, and, and like, for me, it really comes down to, to empowering entrepreneurship. That's what I want to do. For me, it was a game changer. It helped me do uh, empowering entrepreneurship. Or once I felt empowered to be an entrepreneur, um, I, I think I got the platform to create a life by design, to own my options, to do all that stuff. But it all came with, with empowerment, not motivation, not inspiration, actual empowerment to do things. So in my head, if I can come in and empower somebody um, in their journey, um, like that's my thing. I love that. Um, wow. And I take those principles and I apply those in, in, in the business with my team, with my staff. Uh, I've had people that come through my businesses and then they get empowered and then they leave. And it's perfectly fine. I'm still fulfilling my, my stuff and that opens up a slot for somebody else to come through, right? Yeah. Um, some people stay for the long term and that's you know even greater because now I have that within my team. But it's, it's this... Um, it just creates this, uh, um, this stronger um, intention behind everything that I'm doing, I think. Yeah, it's externally <clears throat> focused. I mean, I mean, the way you said it earlier, external, internal, but it's still, it's, it's moving beyond yourself, right? right? To, to actually serve, you know, people in front of you and, and the situations in front of you, which is huge. I love how this is really getting, you know, pretty deep. This is, this is exactly what I wanted for this podcast, really, to get into these kinds of things. Because when when you said that you went and had to look inside as to what was driving you, why were you working so hard? Why are you doing that stuff? Me personally, that was really hard. Like I had built up such a shell of internal stuff that protected me from pain that mm -hmm. I couldn't like it was kind of hard to even get into what was really going on within me. Right. Because that's some scary stuff for most of us. Like we have old trauma and all that kind of stuff, you know, just from growing up that we all have, you know, to look at that actually drives us. Right. And so, you know, being willing to to become aware of how you're feeling and then how all that's driving you and, and what's underneath it and what really makes you tick and what you really want to uh, to give and to experience. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of us don't even get to that point until much later in life, if at all, right? Because, you know, the survival instincts protecting us, you know, when we're younger and then having it make it to where it's a little bit hard. So do you have any suggestions for people that struggle with going inside and figuring out what it is that kind of is making them tick and what would really be more fulfilling? Um yeah, actually, you said a couple of very like, key point things uh, right there. And, and I think one of them is, is um, um, you know, staying in a space of fear, right? And, and kind of healing, coming in and, and then healing from past stuff. Um, I, I have um, my, my approach is, as opposed to healing is it's, uh, it's replacing, right? Um, and let me elaborate on that. I'm talking at an emotional standpoint. 
So you have to become aware of the stuff that's happening to you. First off, there's nothing that can happen um, if you're not aware. Uh, we were talking about 80-year-old kids, uh, you know, a few, uh, a few minutes ago on the other, on the other <laughs> podcast. Uh, but um, what happens, you know, at that, at that stage is that the awareness never came, right? You were never aware that you could change. You were never aware that you could improve. You were never aware that you could see things from a different standpoint. Uh, you were never aware that you could, uh, you know, manage your emotional intelligence, that you could do things, that you could uh, to ease the process to make things better. Um, so awareness is it's the, the first, you know, thing um, you have to, once you're aware, like you can lie to the world, but you're not going to lie to yourself. Hmm. You can't, you can bullshit the world. You can't bullshit yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, and it becomes a, a, a real honest, like one self-conversation. Okay. I'm aware of this. This is me being uh, vulnerable with myself. Okay. What does that put me? Where does that take me? Um, now I think, um, and I've been on, on some, you know, emotional dark spots, uh, in the past and, I, and what's worked for me has been, um, not necessarily, yeah, sometimes the mood, you know, the mood is not going to be there. You're not going to feel like doing stuff, uh, but not coming in then waiting to completely heal from that emotion, um, as opposed to replacing that with something else. So, so for example, if, um, if I'm feeling, um, you know, sad or I'm feeling, you know, bad about something that happened or, or, you know, fearful about something in my business. Um, I, I, I know by, by, by default that I have to come up with something that's bigger than that. That's going to get me excited. Um, so it's replacing that emotion of fear with an, an emotion of excitement. I mean, that's not going to go away, but there might be something else that's going to put me in a different, uh, you know, state mm -hmm. of mind. Does that make sense? No, so it does. And, uh, and, and I like that you added that doesn't go away, right? Because I think that's mm -hmm. the important piece. It's the, the piece of you have to accept that that is there, right? Absolutely. Because otherwise it's repression. It's going to come out sideways some other, some other place. You're going to blow up on an employee, yep. blow up on your kids. Something's going to yep. happen, right? Like, so it's managing it in that respect and accepting it. And then redirecting, if I'm hearing you correctly, redirecting that focus from that issue that's just kind of like bringing it down and redirecting it into something that's bigger that's going to excite you to to do that but but i think that acceptance piece is super important it's not doing it to get rid of it you can't yeah get rid of it. It, it's uh it um there's also and this is where awareness comes in right i think this is where awareness really you know stands out in this in this whole process is um Say that uh, you're aware of what's going on like emotionally. You come in and then you replace it with something else um, or add to it. And then your life, you know, gets a little better. We, we, we live in a roller coaster. We live in an emotional roller coaster. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you know that from the business standpoint, but every other person <laughs> knows it from the personal standpoint. You know, if you're in a relationship, you know, you're in a roller coaster. Uh, I mean, it, that's just, you know, the way life is, right? It's the salt and pepper. We don't know the, the highs if we never understood the lows. That, I mean, that's just how it works. So with that being said, I think um, there's a lot of confusion at an internal level when, when uh, people go back to the, to, the, uh, to the space of, oh, you know what? I, um, I, I still haven't healed, uh, you know, from this. 
I still haven't, you know, there's stuff that's happening that, you know, has, hasn't, I haven't gotten rid of it. I haven't, it's going to be really hard. I, I don't think you ever get rid of things, rid of past, you know, uh, experiences. I mean, if, unless you deleted your memories, uh, but there's always going to be an emotional reaction attached to a memory. So if you get triggered, um, say 10 years go by and then, you know, we'll, we'll keep it on the business side, but uh, I don't know, 10 years go by and you had a real, like a real failure in your business, 10 years go by. And then you, you have another real failure. You're going to come back and then you're going to think about that first initial one. And it's going to get you, you know, to doubt your, your validity, right? Uh, your sense of worth kicks in, but it's just a memory attached to an emotion. It's not that that emotion hasn't been uh, worked on or hasn't been healed. Uh, and you can take that on, on the personal side as well with uh, relationships, right? But it, it's um, uh, memories will trigger emotions. And sometimes we can get confused into thinking that the, um, the emotion is, is, is due because of something that's there from the past. No, it's something new that just kind of sparked up an emotion. And that emotion is linked to memory. And now you're being reminded of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's where awareness comes in, right? Awareness comes in in the, in the sense of, okay, cool. I've worked through that. I know that's there. It's part of my history. It's part of my built-in DNA at this point. Um, but it doesn't mean that it has to hold me down. It doesn't mean that it's got to, you know, uh, instigate the fears that are kind of, you know, that are going to be popping up in the future. Like, I don't live off of that. I have the choice mm -hmm. to decide uh, whether I want to live in the past or if I want to, you know, grow from that, build on that. Uh, become stronger and then live in the future. Right. This is this is so huge, and and it it can seem a little bit abstract or a little bit, you know, theor theoretical or higher level, but it, it pertains to so many things that that we're dealing with in our struggle to overcome the difficulties we're facing, the doubts that come up, the internal struggle that we all have to get to the next level. Right. The fears that mm -hmm. we, the whole podcast is about taking it to the next level, dealing with the stuff that we've all got that's keeping us kind of small and safe. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is, right? Like we're, we don't want to feel that. We don't want to feel what happens when that trigger happens and that emotion comes up. We don't want to feel it. Yeah. But what you're saying is, is from what I'm hearing and I like what I'm hearing, if, if it's correct, is that, you know, you can feel that and understand it and be aware that you're feeling it and say, well, that's just because of this. I get that. I've kind of seen it. I know what it is and I'm okay. It's not going to kill me. It's here. It's life. If I didn't feel it, I would be numb. And who wants to be numb throughout their entire life? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, the, the, one of the key things is, is to not get confused and go back to a, to an old uh, memory or an old incident that caused some, you know, trauma, uh, traumatic emotions, traumatic emotions to, to, to be created. Um, and um and think that it's that you know same thing all over again, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're in a new stage. That thing is a memory. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's a memory sense of your world by by something yeah. that happened in the past, and then pulling all that into this situation, which is right. Right. We just talked about what the fear acronym. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, fear, and I think the the one you were talking about was um, false expectations appearing real. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it, it's it's not bringing you know an old thing into a new space, right? The the what happens is that that old thing is linked to the same emotion that was triggered now through some other event. So it's not it's not accumulating you know all the bad stuff that happens and make making this big fat thing out of of this one emotion. It's just like individual emotions are trigger points, um, and I think our emotional state uh, it, it's the best um, beacon that we have 
to know whether or not you know we're 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 aligned, right? And one of the one of the easiest things to kind of spot and and feel um, into uh, whether or not you're you're aligned with with your truth um, is is joy. I mean, think about joy for example. If you're feeling joyful, like that. I mean, that makes sense. You don't have to be ecstatic. You don't have to be elated about every single emotion, right? Uh, but if you're if you're doing something and, and for you know ninety five percent of your day you're feeling joy, you're in a good space. You're you're doing what you're meant to do. Uh, it's it's a good happy you know space to be in because joy kind of keeps us there, right? Um, and, and it's like that. It's it's like just being aware of what your emotional state is, and and also like uh, taking it again to the to the other extreme. Um, understanding that when you have bad emotions, it doesn't mean that that one bad emotion is it's being caused by everything else that happened in the past. It's just that one emotion linked to that one incident. Um, but it feels like that thing felt back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think uh, the reason I bring that up is because when, uh, when you start stacking these, um, the, the, uh, or you start stacking experiences and memories and that sort of stuff, uh, the, uh, the impact they have um, it, it's compounded. So, uh, you can, if you have three or four different failures in your business in a matter of two years, all right, uh, you're going to get that same emotional feeling, that same emotional state of being, it's going to kick in. You're going to feel the same way. Right. Um, and you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel rejected. You're going to feel like the, your sense of worthiness goes down, but it's, it's because of that one emotion. It's not due because, I mean, you're not feeling that because it's four things and you're not a failure. You just, you know, this is isolated to that one incident that happened. And I, I mean, I think it, it, uh, it can be confusing, right? And to, um, to really feel something and then take an inventory of everything else that's happened that made me feel this way you know, like a failure in the business or like, oh, you know what? I'm not worthy of this. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the intelligence. I don't have the, the confidence to do this. This is not for me. Uh, this is for people more prepared than me with more educated, like whatever, whatever the fear is. Um, it's going to make you feel a certain way. And uh, it, it's not about taking inventory of everything that's happened in the past that's made you feel that way because what's going to happen is like you're going to put it all together and have this big, massive cloud of doubts in your head that's going to just make that you know, exponential. Um, it's isolated incidents. Every single day we wake up and we have a new story to write as entrepreneurs. Mm. Every single day we go to our business and, and we make something else happen. It's, it's our own ball of wax, right? We can create our businesses however we want to. And that's a beautiful thing about playing in this space. It's about, you know, that's a beautiful thing about owning your, your options, owning your business and calling the shots on, on whatever it is that you want to do. You can come in and then you can craft it. Uh, but you have to be emotionally aware uh, to, uh, you know, to the point where you understand what's happening and you understand how to react to things. And more importantly, that like each incident, is going to be an isolated emotion. Mm. Man, that's huge. Just, just, you know, because the, the growing and, and moving into another, you know, level of your business takes that effort to, because, you, you know, typically we get to, well, I got to a place where I'm like at a level where I'm like, I, I went through all that. I'm succeeding. I'm good. I don't need to try to do something further and get into another mm -hmm. situation where I've got to overcome or deal with these these things that really bother me or scare me. Really, more more is what it is. And and so having something to to face all that as it happens, because you know, on the other side of it is is something very beautiful, right? Is it's another level of accomplishment 
another level of, of being able to see that you can create whatever you want, right? And then be able to achieve whatever you want. Do you have any practices that help you become more aware? Because I know it's a practice, right? It's not something yeah. that you learn and do. I mean, do you meditate or do you do anything like that? Absolutely. Um, I meditate every day. Uh, and meditation comes, I mean, it's, it's, it's just my space. It's my thinking space, really what it is. Um, I've tried to sit there and not have, and not have a thought. It doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just not there yet. I'm sure some people are excellent at that stuff. I don't know that I, I don't want to think. Um, and um, but I, I'll sit there and I'll just you know focus on the breath and just kind of think about uh, give my my critical thinking a break. It's really what it is. Um, so I'm just you know I sit with myself there uh, for a period of time. One thing that helps a lot um, it, it's journaling. I journal. I journal in gratitude and and. Um, Sometimes I have no idea what to write, but I just sit and open my notebook. Um, and I always, I always have it with me. It's, it's right there. Uh, but it's, um, I just open and then I just go, you know, write down the first thing that pops into my mind. And then next thing you know, I have a thread of thoughts mm -hmm. uh, that connect, that bring me awareness. I get aware of what to be grateful for. Um, and, and, that's, and it just puts me in a really, really cool space. Um, another thing uh, that I that I do, and I do this with my team on our, our um, um, uh, weekly meetings. We have ninety minute weekly meetings in, in my businesses, and, and um, I have a section dedicated to gratitude and top three. Mm. So the first part, you know, after we go to over KPI scorecard and break everything down, um, we'll go into you know what are you grateful for this week. Uh, the, the team goes and, you know, through that stuff and it's a management team that I, that I meet with. So it's, it's a really cool opportunity to, you know, get to know them, get to know where they, they are at, um, and understand their fears, understand their dreams, where they want to get to. Now I have something that I can contribute, right. That I can help mm -hmm. them with, uh, that I can offer value. And that's one thing. And then oh, I have this thing called the, uh, the top threes. Now, there's probably a better way to name it. I just named it the top threes, but it's basically your top three priorities, top three goals, um, at a personal level, you know, in, in life, like what are your top three? What are your top three things that you would just want to absolutely work towards? Um, so my idea or my theory is that if somebody's working on their top threes, uh, you know, at any point in, in the, during the day, like they have to be moving forward to, towards one of their top three priorities. And it can be a financial number. It can be fitness. It can be whatever they want, right? Um, I have one of my guys, he wants to buy a ranch. So that's one of his top three right now. So anything that he's doing throughout the day, like it's got to be pointing to that or one of the other two. Mm, so nice. it's, it's a way to keep um, my team in check and accountable for their own lives, not my results. My, my, whatever they do for my company, I'm a vehicle, right? My company is a vehicle for them. That's, that's the way I see it. Um, I, I'm a byproduct of their success. If they're successful and they're walking towards their top three, uh, my stuff is going to get handled. It, because I'm a vehicle for it. So my revenue is going to be done. The, you know, the checks and balances, the KPIs and everything's going to be, you know, taken care of. Why? Because they're focused on their top three. So it, it's just one thing that I do um, at a personal level, it's, it's meditation and journaling and I have my own top threes. And then at a team level, I do that with them as well. And I mean, it works, it works wonderfully. Um, you get buy-in from, from the people, the, the team cohesion just I mean, it it's becomes a lot more solid when people start helping each other out on their top threes and holding each other accountable. It creates a really cool um, culture within within the group, even if you have a small team. But, yeah. So, yeah.
No, it's great. I, I think that that also is, you know, it's just all of us working together as a team, seeing each other as people and not just surface level, you know, coworkers. Human capital, man. Human yeah. capital. Just like understanding who we each are. And, and I can imagine with, you know, the way you've been in this interview, that leading by example, you know, that leadership that you show and, and by example of showing that you're willing to talk about things, you know, mm. about your feelings and, you know, how that feels. And then, you know, oh, completely vulnerable kind of like in, in those spaces. I mean, it's, it's, that's our extended family, right? As, as business owners, we, we, I mean, you're going to have a group of people that's going to be your extended family. If you have a, a company of, you know, 200, you know, staff, it, it's, it's not conducive to do it that way, but there's going to be a team of five people that you're going to be directing to for management. So do it with your group of people, with your extended immediate family, like the uh, uh, extended immediate family. That's, I don't think that's the thing. Um, so <laughs> with your, do it with your work fam and, uh, and, uh, and practice it that way. What it, what it does is it'll br it'll bring awareness, and through those conversations, um, you know, awareness for you as well. Like mm. through you know, awareness for them in the space that they're in. Like understanding that they're not just there for a paycheck; they're there for something bigger, and it's not necessarily your payroll or your deals. It's you know their ultimate goal of getting a ranch, uh, of you know selling you know this other business that one of, one of my other guys had. Uh, he wanted to you know it was part of his top three to sell the business. So I didn't I wouldn't have known that unless uh, you know if I hadn't asked about the top three. So that yeah. happened. I helped him how to structure it, and I was able to help him move that, um, and kind of help him navigate through the process a little bit and whatnot. So that was just something else that happened. Uh, top three again kicking in so it, it's just you know it, it becomes a a uh, I, I like to think of my business not as a, um, a staircase but um, a, an elevator like one person goes up everybody's levels up right? mm. it's, it's going up like this yeah it's nice man I, I like this whole conversation and, and that you know and, and for anybody out there listening looking to you know make that transition to building the team, having the team, I think setting it up in a way where you're leading by example like this and knowing that when you hire somebody, you don't have to act like you know it all, that you've got it all figured out, that you know what you're doing yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's going to put all kinds of pressure and stress. Like if, if you are open and show concern for other people in the organization and that you care about who they are as a person and not just that, that that's going to go way further than acting like you know everything and, and have it all figured out, right? Being vulnerable is going to allow them to be vulnerable and, and to be able to be real and honest, you know, so that if they see that you're doing something that probably is a mistake, they're willing to say something. Yeah, I mean, if there there's something that I'm not like, for example, that I'm missing. I have director of operations, um, and he's really good at details. He's really good at the like the fine print and the fine stuff, which stuff that I completely just bypass. Um, I mean, I, I I don't. It just doesn't register in my head, yeah. like the the tiny little details. But he's so good at you know all, all that stuff. So he catches stuff that I'm missing out, you know, on uh, all the time. Um, if he wasn't empowered to do that, I like I don't think he would do it. And I'd be, you know, the quality that we put out or the quality, quality of the stuff that we're doing wouldn't be the same just because, you know, you're not tapping into that talent. Uh, when you have a team and you empower them that way and you, you give them buy-in um, and, and the permission to be great within your company, people are going to, I think people are going to, you know, step up to the occasion and do it. Um, so, 
but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, just writing down permission to be great. I mean, I mean that's, <laughs> that's, I think that's for all of us, right? We all have permission yeah. to, to be great, to, to make mistakes and, and grow from that and, and reach our potential. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's what it's all about. So I think with that, let's, let's start closing it out. I want to ask if anybody out there is listening and they want to get a hold of you, Raphael, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I'm pretty active on social media. Uh, Rafael Cortez, CEO, that's C-O-R-T-E-Z, Cortez with a Z, Rafael, R-A-F-A-E-L, uh, Cortez, CEO. Um, and that's my handle for Instagram. Um, probably there, DM me. Uh, and then my YouTube channel, I have a, a, a lot of content, podcasts, and uh, strategies on, on real estate investments. Um, I have a couple of different series on there. One is the Entrepreneur Mindset Series. Uh, where I talk a lot about this kind of stuff. Um, I have another one that's less business, more profits, which is a lean, effective, strategic, and simple uh, business. Um, it's, uh, it's my, um, my principles for business development. Uh, so I have a lot of strategies and tactics on business right there. Yeah, but I, I mean, a ton of content. If somebody wants to reach out, probably Instagram is the f- uh, fastest way and easiest way to get a hold of me. Rafael, at Rafael Cortez, CEO. Cool. Yeah. And I, you made it. So I, I want to go and check out those YouTube because <laughs> it sounds like Friday. Subscribe. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. So super, super pumped to have you on the show and uh, to get to know you, right? Like we just, likewise, man. Likewise. So thanks a lot. Take yeah, care. Thank you so much for the invite, man. It's been fun. Yeah. And if you, I wanted to say too, like if you've got anything that you're working on that you want to promote or let anybody know about, I want to let you know if, if there's anything. Uh, probably one of the things, uh, I'm working on a couple of different projects, but, uh, I mean, the one I'm most passionate about right now is, uh, uh, coaching, uh, real estate coaching. So, um, I do, I have a coaching program. It's a group coaching program, uh, where it takes you from zero to, uh, you know, to deals in 90 days. And that's the whole premise of it, getting, you know, paid, uh, your first paycheck through the door, uh, but actually building a business as you're doing the whole thing. So I, I'm, I'm not a big believer in, in, the long-term hustle. I feel like hustle is, it's one of those things that we need to do. Uh, and that you definitely got to have the skin for you know, as an entrepreneur starting out. But, um, you, you have to like start transitioning out of that hustle mentality and into the systems and processes, because that's at the end of the day, that's what gives you the, the freedom, the liberty to, uh, to create right a life by design. So, um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's a whole prince, like the whole premise of the, uh, the coaching program. But, um, if anybody's interested, it's going to be at wholesalinginc.com forward slash W B B. Uh, the program is called the wholesaling business blueprint. So it's a wholesalinginc.com forward slash W B B. Cool. And that'll be, we'll put that in the show notes as well on braver.fm. So you'll be able to find that episode, uh, this episode with Rafael Cortez with those links as well, just in case you're having trouble figuring out what that was because WBV. But anyway, that'll all be there just in case for, for everybody. And really appreciate you being on the show and looking forward to you know talking more with you. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate the impact. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care. All right, be sure to check out Raphael's YouTube channel and uh, podcast. Uh, we did an episode with me on there as well. It was very fun. And make sure that you head over to ForefrontCRM.com slash framework to get that no lead left behind framework to help make sure you turn more of your leads into deals. Got it? Great. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll be back next week with another one.